For I am crucified with Christ And yet I live Embrace the cross Where Jesus Welcome to Crossbound Ministries where we are bringing the gospel of Jesus Christ to the world, encouraging Christians and pointing sinners to the cross. Will you please pray about supporting our broadcast and ministry that gives us the ability to spread God's word. You can get involved by going to crossboundministry.com. Please welcome our preacher, Mike Sadler, as he brings us an important message from God's word. Embrace the love the cross requires cling to the one. Amen. Open up your Bible with me to John chapter 14. John chapter 14 for our new listeners out there. We are going through the gospel of John verse by verse, pulling out those nuggets of gold that we can apply to our lives to give you a better life with you and God. Can you think of a better person to be right with in all the world but God himself. Amen. And how do you do that? By getting in God's word. You know, the Bible can refer to as God's mirror. Just like you get up in the morning and you brush your teeth, you fix your hair before you go out the door. Why? Because people are going to see you. People are going to look at you. And that's what the Bible is. It's God's mirror. You're supposed to look into it and fix yourself so that when you stand before God, you will be right with him. Amen. So John chapter 14, we're going to start in verse 21. The Bible says, he that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me. And he that loveth me shall be loved of my father, and I will love him and will manifest myself unto him. Jesus says, if you love me, keep my commandments and you'll be great in my father's eyes. If you truly love me, you obey the words that are coming out of my mouth. Just like a little kid. If, if you want to compare it to that, see, we, we, we complicate things. We say, well, it's this and it's that and I got to do this. But if you will take the Bible for what it literally says, it's just like if a mom and dad were going out and they had a teenage 13-year-old son at home and they gave him rules. He knows the rules. He knows what to do. He knows not to do this. But yet... Mom and dad leave and he doesn't listen. He doesn't obey. And if you disobey, you must pay. And it's the same with the Lord. If you disobey, you must pay. There is consequences. Oh, it doesn't mean God won't forgive you. It doesn't mean that you can't be right with God. But there are earthly consequences when you do something. Amen. There most certainly is. And God can forgive you. But you'll still have earthly consequences to deal with. And so it's just like a teenager disobeying his parents, not listening. Me and you can be the same way. We can have a rebellious heart and say, well, that's just how I am. That's just what I want to do. That's just the way I've been taught. Well, that's the way I was raised. But it doesn't matter how you was raised or how you truly are. It matters what the Bible says. Amen. And he says, if you love me, keep my commandments in verse 22 judith saith unto him not iscariot the other judas lord 
How is it that thou wilt manifest thyself unto us, and not unto the world? Verse 23, Jesus answered and said unto him, If a man love me, he will keep my words, and my Father will love him, and will come unto him and make abode with him. If you love Jesus, do you keep his words? Because the Bible says that God, when you by keeping his commandments, God will draw close unto you. You want comfort? Keep God's commandments and God will draw close unto you. You want peace? Keep God's commandments and God will draw close unto you. The comforter, the Holy Spirit, you will be filled with the comforter and that you cannot buy that understand that listen to me now those that don't have much those that are poor those that look across the street or on tv and say man look at all that they have they have no worries but they do they may not have no peace no comfort so you can have that but also the richest person in the world can have that but it's hard for the rich to put their trust in God and not in their riches, according to the Bible. Not my words, but according to the Bible. That's what it says. But you, you can have all the peace and all the comfort in the world. It's all up to you how close you want to draw to God. Keep his commandments. And the Bible says he'll draw close unto you. He'll give you that comfort that you can't buy. He'll give you that peace that you can't buy. No money doesn't bring that. Many times, those that have the most worry the most. They don't have any peace. They're always worried about what they're going to lose, or somebody's going to take something from them, or somebody's going to get one over on them, or they didn't get the better of the deal. They're constantly worried about that. But listen to me, you can have the peace of God that passes all understanding. You can be dirt, floor, poor, and have that. Have the peace and power of God resting upon your life. And all it takes is you saying, I am going to do what God says do. I'm going to keep his commandments. That way he will draw nigh unto me. He will draw close with me. He will walk with me and talk me with me and tell me that I am his own. Don't you love those old hymns that have so much biblical truth in them? Amen. And so the Bible goes on to say in verse 24, he that loveth me not, keepeth not my sayings, and the word which ye hear is not mine, but the Father which sent me. Did you hear what he said? He that loveth me not, keepeth not my sayings. So according to him, the less you do, he, does, he knows that you love him. But if you want to draw close to him, you must keep his commandments. You must do what he says, because he says, he that loveth me not keepeth not my sayings. They don't hear him. The, the lost people, they don't hear him. They don't know God's voice. They don't hear God's voice. All they hear is their own. Because the Bible, the Holy Spirit, God is that still, small, constant voice in the background saying, you're going to listen to me? You're going to listen to me? You're going to follow my commandments? But your voice and the devil's voice and the world's voice is the loudest and it pulls the loudest. If you can think about it this way, simply the ones that are doing right, most of the time stay in their home. They don't go out in the streets and cause all kind of chaos. 
But the ones that want to push the wrong agenda, they'll be out in the street hollering and screaming and fighting and pushing. And it's the same with God. God's that still small voice that never changes. It's constant. But it's your voice that if you're not careful, you can override the what God is trying to tell you. Why? Because you're being so loud that you can't hear what God is speaking to you. Listen to me. Get in your closet. Get on, get on your knees. If you can't get on your knees, just bow your head. God knows your heart. You don't have to get on your knees. God knows your heart. And say, Lord, help me to hear that voice that's you. Because I want to do what's right in your eyes. Because nothing else matters. At the end of the day, think about this. At the end of the day, when you give an account for your life, it is not going to matter what the folks at church thought about you. It is not going to matter what your family thought about you. It is not going to matter what your neighbors thought about you. It is not going to matter what your coworkers thought about you. When you stand before God, and it's you and him, and you give an account, for your life and God says did you love me did you obey my commandments or did you do what you wanted to do did you do what so and so thought you ought to do did you do what the neighbors expected you to do or did you do what I God almighty the maker of heaven and earth the moon and the stars the sun and the sea did you do what I told you to do because that is what is going to matter when you stand before God all those people are not going to be there to hold you up and lift you up and say hey he or she boy they're a good guy they did this and they did that and they were always there for me and they were all no but you're going to give an account to God almighty for your life for obeying his word and his commandments because he says he that loveth me not keepeth not my sayings can I ask you Christian how much do you love how much do you love the one that gave you the very breath that is in your lungs? I know you was born of your mother and father, but they're not the giver of life. God Almighty is. And that's the one that we'll give an account to for this life. As much as I love my parents and honor my parents, they're not the giver of life. God Almighty is. Amen. Verse number 26. But the comforter which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name. He shall teach you all things and bring all things unto your remembrance. Whatsoever I have said unto you. The Comforter. Don't you love that? Just, just the sound, the Comforter. The Comforter, he's coming. He's going to give you peace. He's going to give you rest. He's going to be able to make it where you can lay your head down at night and know no matter what happens, if I lost everything, if I if I if my heart stopped beating tonight, I'll be with the Lord in a moment. Listen to me. That's comfort. That's comfort that you can't buy. That's comfort that you can't steal. That's comfort that somebody can't give to you. Only God Almighty can give that to you because many put Many, many, many people put trust in those riches, even the folks that, that don't have any riches. And you can tell by how they talk. They'll say things like, if I just had enough money, I could get all these medical problems fixed. If I just had enough money, I could fix all these teeth. If I just had enough money, I could take care of all these problems that I have. Can I just say, put in your faith in that money? brings nothing, it brings discouragement, it brings pain, it brings suffering, 
But when you put your trust in God and say, you know what, God, if this is what you have for me, if I have to suffer with this thorn in my side, Lord, I'm going to trust you. Because you see, if you want the power of God to rest upon your life, many times you're going to have a thorn in the flesh so that you know it's not you. The power is coming from God. That's what happened with the Apostle Paul. Three times he asked to remove that thorn in the flesh, and God said, no, my grace is sufficient for thee. And the power of God rested upon Paul. Do you want the power of God on your life? You're going to have a thorn in the flesh somewhere, somehow, some way. God is going to allow that. And that will bring the power of God upon your life. So many times that thorn that you want to get rid of, I just got to get rid of it. I can't handle it. If I just had it, I could do more for God. God said, no, you won't. I'm going to keep it in you because you're going to do for more for me with that thorn in the flesh. And you know the power didn't come from you. It came from me. So many times God will allow that thorn to stay there. Don't put your trust in those riches. Those riches bring nothing. And there's nothing wrong with being rich. And there's nothing wrong with being dirt floor or poor. But so many people put trust in riches. that don't. They don't even have any money themselves. They're playing the scratch-offs. If I could just hit it big, I could pay off my cars. I could get a new car. I could pay off my house. If I could just hit it big, I'd, I'd do this, and, and I'd do that, and I'd give my money to God. Listen to me. God doesn't want you putting your money in them scratch-off tickets or that lottery. No, sir, no, ma'am. Put it in the offering plate. Invest it in God's work. Amen? That little boys and girls might be saved. That we could keep the church doors open. That we could pay the light bill. Amen? Invest it in God's work. Invest it in your own kid's life. You say, I'm not giving it to the church. Well, go out and buy your grandkids a Bible. Sit down and explain to them about God's holy word. Amen? Invest it in God's work. The Comforter, the Holy Ghost. Boy, do I want his power upon my life. Boy, do I want that power. Boy, do I want to be able to lay down my head down at night and not have a worry in the world. The comforter to be filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. He says, he shall teach you all things. Can I just say, when you open up the Bible and you understand it and God stamps it upon your heart, that's the Holy Spirit showing you the truth in God's word. You see, the world can't understand this book. The world wants to dumb it down and make a different, smaller, easier version to read. Because listen, the lost people cannot understand the Bible. And the Bible says that. The natural man understandeth not the things of God. But what does it say? That the Holy Ghost is the teacher. The Holy Ghost will explain to you the truth in God's holy word. So you don't pick up the Bible and read it like the funny papers. No, sir. No, ma'am. It is God's word to you. Would you expect it to be simple? Would you expect it to be on a kindergarten level? No, sir, and no, ma'am. But listen to me. When you are full of the Holy Ghost, when you are, are obeying God's word, when you are following his commandments, when you are listening to his sayings, the Bible says that he will teach you. He will teach you all things. He will show you the truths in this book. He will show you the truths in the Bible that you can live it out in your life, that you will be right with God. And God wants to give that to you, by the way. He wants you to have it. He wants you to have all the truths in his book, and he reveals them to you as you can handle it. The Bible says, of a, like a newborn Christian, a newborn desires milk 
They can't handle the strong things of God until they grow, until they drink milk and they get bigger and they get stronger and they can handle it. Then, then God will reveal to you the meat of the word that you may handle it. And so wherever you're at in your Christian life, in your Christian walk, God wants you to grow. But the power to understand the Bible comes from the Holy Spirit. Amen. That's what he tells you right here in this verse. He shall teach you all things and all things to your remembrance and bring. If you want to witness to somebody or a preacher's getting up and preaching or you're talking in class or you're giving a seminar and hey, you want to have a good memory, you want God to bring things to your mind. He says right here that he'll bring all things to your remembrance. Amen. Make sure that you're right. And that's the truth. According to the Bible, you want to bring things to remembrance? Make sure that you're walking and talking with God and that you're obeying his commandments, that you're living a godly life and he will bring things to your remembrance. Amen. Lord knows we all need help with that. And he says, whatsoever I've said unto you, he can bring all those things that he said, all those things that you've read to your remembrance. Now, don't make that a cop-out to not memorize scripture. You should. The Bible says that you should hide that word in your heart that you might not sin against God. You should do all that you can to memorize verses. And many times we put it on the young people. Boy, they need that. Boy, they need that. No, you need that. I don't care if you're 30 or 35 or 85 or 95. You need that. You need God's word in your life. You need to hide God's word in your heart that you may not sin against God. Because see, when the devil shoots those fiery darts at you, those thoughts, in other words, flying in your mind, you ever have a thought just come in and go, Man, where in the world did that come from? How could I even have a sick thought like that? That is the devil shooting fiery darts into your mind. And you've got to be able to quench that. You've got to hold your shield up. You've got to gird up your loins. You've got to pull your sword out. Amen. You've got to put your helmet on, put your shoes on for battle. What's it talking about? It's not talking about a physical sword. It's talking about God's word. God's word is a sword. You pull that out. And a sword is for what? It's made for battle. It's made to go to war. And see, when the devil shoots those fiery darts in your mind, you go, what an evil thought. How could I have that? But you, you, can, you can pull up that shield, God's word, and pull it out and say, and you can fight that battle. You can quote a verse that'll squash that thought. You can quote a verse that'll run the devil off. You can quote a verse that'll make you feel strong in the Lord. Amen. Then he will bring that to your remembrance. God will that you can fight that battle. Amen. Because it's not a flesh and blood battle. Oh, if it was, we could win it. But it's not. The Bible says it's a fight within yourself. It's a fight in your mind. That's what the devil does. He shoots those fiery darts in your mind. Listen to me. The mind is such a small thing compared to the body, but yet it controls the whole body. It's the control tower for the whole body. And that is what the devil is going after. Amen. Just like in war, they go after the control. They go after the communication. Amen. And that's what the devil's doing. He's going after your mind. Because if he can get your mind, oh, he can get the rest of you. It'll follow along. No problem. So he's coming after your mind. So gird up your mind. Make it strong with the word of God. 
Memorize those verses. Get some 3x5 cards. Put them in your pocket. Write those verses down that you can remember them and quote them throughout the day. And then when you need it and you don't have it, it's memorized in your heart. You can quote it with your eyes closed in your sleep. Amen. You can pull that sword out and fight that battle. Why? Because you know it by heart and you can quote it by heart. Amen. And that's how you're going to win that battle. You're not going to win that battle with push-ups and lifting weights and eating right. No, sir. No, ma'am. But you're going to win it by hiding God's word in your heart that you may not sin against God, that you can pull that sword out when it's needed. You can fight that battle and you can run that devil off. What did Christ do every time he was tempted by, by the devil? He quoted scripture. You listen to me. You have the same artillery, the same sword that Jesus had. Hey, you can quote that scripture. You can cut that devil in half. You can cut him down to the joints and to the marrow. Amen. Why? With the word of God. And it will do the same thing to people. You have somebody that's always got something to say? Just quote a verse. That's all you got to do. Just quote them a verse. Just, just a little simple short verse a lot of times is all it'll take. And you'll get the look of a lifetime. They'll just look at you like you're crazy. But you'll know in your heart that, hey, I'm right with God. And I've, I've blocked that dart. I've blocked that fiery dart. Amen. The next verse, verse number 27. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Amen. Peace. He says, peace. Who doesn't want peace? Peace I leave with you. My peace. Whose peace? God's peace. I leave unto you. Not as the world giveth. What does he mean, not as the world giveth? Well, the world giveth peace by circumstances, a good job, a nice vehicle, a nice home, money in the bank, good health. That is peace that is worldly. Now, there's nothing wrong with that, but those are circumstantial because you could lose your job tomorrow. You could lose all your money tomorrow. You could lose your health tomorrow. But the peace that God gives you only comes from him. He says, "Let your heart not, don't let your heart be troubled. And so what if you lose your job? If you lose all your health and get stage five cancer tomorrow? Hey, you're going home to be with the Lord, to be absent with the bodies, to be present with the Lord. Amen? And so you know you have that peace that no matter what, even death itself, and listen to me, when you have peace over death, listen, there's nothing else that can get to you. Because the world sees it, that's the end. It's over for them. That's it. They got nothing more. But listen, it's just the beginning for a Christian because you are going to be with a thrice holy God to be in heaven. Amen. And he says, I give unto you, don't let your heart be troubled. Don't be afraid. Don't be troubled and don't be afraid. Those are the two biggest things that are a hindrance to Christian in this life. And that's why I've written a book, Be a Fearless Christian. It'll be coming out soon because that is the biggest hindrance. Take a step of faith. Why don't people do that for fear? Do something for the Lord. Why don't people do that for fear? Live right. Do right. Act right. A lot of times it's fear. Fear of what? Fear I don't get what I want. Fear I can't do what I want to do. But he says, don't be troubled. Don't be afraid. Don't let nothing get to you. Why? Because you have my peace. And no matter what, no matter what, I'm going to be there for you. Amen. Hey, do you have that? 
Do you have, have you ever been born again? Have you ever put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ? Do you want peace like that, that passes all understanding? That if you die tomorrow, it is not going to matter because you know you're going to be with the Lord? The Bible says that you've got to repent of your sins, ask God for forgiveness, and put your faith and trust on the, in the finished work of the cross that the Lord Jesus did. Amen. Repent and be born again. We pray you have been blessed by today's message. If you have been saved or are in need of a prayer, please contact us at 352-247-9200. That's 352-247-9200. Thank you for tuning in to Crossbound Ministries Radio Broadcast. Will you please pray about supporting our ministry and broadcast? You can go to crossboundministry.com or send your support or a gift to P.O. Box 7, Inverness, Florida, 34451. That's P.O. Box 7, Inverness, Florida, 34451. For a gift of $10 or more, we will send you a booklet. Please pray for us as our ministry and radio broadcast grows. Tune in every Sunday morning at 8 a.m. to hear a message from our preacher, Mike Sadler. You can follow Crossbound Ministry on Facebook, YouTube, and visit us on the web at crossboundministry.com. If you are a pregnant woman in need of help, there is hope. You can reach out to the Citrus Pregnancy Center. There are locations in Inverness and in Crystal River. Their phone number is 352-341-5176. That's 352-341-5176. This broadcast has been sponsored in part by Henley's Grading Incorporated for all your land clearing and hauling needs. Located in Hernando, Florida, 352-897-3507. That's 352-897-3507. This program is sponsored by Crossbound Ministry of Inverness, Florida.